Let us pray. It's alive, amen. It's alive. Jesus is alive. Forever is alive, amen. It's alive, amen. It's alive, amen. Jesus is alive forever. He's alive. Amen. He's my Lord. Amen. He's my Lord. Jesus is my Lord forever. He's my Lord. Amen. He's my King. Amen is my king. Jesus is my king. Forever is my king. Amen. Father Almighty, we want to bless your holy name this Easter Sunday morning. We give you all glory and honor because we know you are life. And because you live, we can face tomorrow. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, in the lives of all your children, I pray that this day will be an Easter Sunday with a difference. Amen. An Easter Sunday that they will never forget. Amen. Please, Lord, have mercy on all our nations. Amen. And let this crisis be over soon. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, let someone shout, Hallelujah. Happy Easter Sunday to you all. 
the Almighty God who has brought you to this day will continue to be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be uh, seated in our homes as we open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, reading from verse 1 to 7. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here for his reason, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you, before I go any further, I want to bring good news to someone. I want to tell you, my God is not dead. He is alive. Not only is he alive, he's in control. If you had any doubts at all, the situation in the uh, recent past should show you clearly that he is in control. I want to also advise that we should remain on our guards. It will be unwise to relax too soon. And when I say relax, I'm not talking about being anxious. I'm talking about becoming careless. We are not out of the woods yet. We will be. Amen. And it won't be too long. Amen. I hope you are enjoying your holidays. Uh, I'm enjoying mine. It might be a little bit difficult, but... Uh, <laughs> like somebody said, there are some of us who don't know how to slow down. And God himself has to apply the brakes. And I can assure you, it's been a wonderful time. Alone in the presence of the Almighty God. Not jumping up and down, just relaxing. Knowing fully well that tomorrow will be alright. I want to assure you, your tomorrow also will be all right. Now, between every two days, there is always a night. I mean, everybody knows that. You don't 
You don't have to be a big philosopher to know that between every two days, there's always a night. Now, when I'm talking about days in this situation, I mean, we're not talking about 24 hours. Because a day is a period. It could last for a few months. It could last for a few years. In the scriptures, the Bible says that uh, it could even last a thousand years. And at times, it could last more. But for example, let, let, let's take the case of Job. The first day of Job, for instance, we don't know how long it lasted. But if you read in Job chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3, Job chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3, we find a man who had seven sons, three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 oxen, 500 sheashes, and a very great household. The Bible called him the greatest in the East. That was during his first day. That was during his first day. Everything was beautiful. But then came a night. And uh, if you want to read about the night of Job, you can find it in Job chapter 1 from verse 13 to Job chapter 2 verse 10. He lost everything. He lost all his children. He lost all his wealth. He lost his health, and he almost lost his marriage. That night lasted for nine months. Thank God it wasn't too long. And then came his second day. I want to read about the second day. You can read Job chapter 42 from verse 10 to 17. Job 42 from verse 10 to 17. This time round, he had 14,000 sheep. He had 6,000 camels. He had 1,000 oxen. 1,000 sheasses. And he had seven sons, three daughters. And the second day lasted 140 years. Between every two days, every two days, there's always a night. Now, the one we are particularly interested in, of course, has to do with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Because that's the one that concerns us. His first day came when he was born. In Luke chapter 2, from verse 8 to 14, Luke 2, from verse 8 to 14, the Bible tells us that even the heavenly choir, the heavenly mass choir, paid a visit to the world to come and sing, Glory be to God in the highest. 
And then followed miracles. Like in the wedding in Canaan of Galilee. In John chapter 2 from verse 1 to 11. And healings. Like in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3. And deliverance. Like in Mark 5 from verse 2 to 20. Mark 5, 2 to 20. Like success to failures. Like in Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 7. Luke 5, 1 to 7. And joy. Like in Luke chapter 7 from verse 11 to 15. During his first day, there were miracles. There were signs. There were wonders, healings, deliverance, success, joy. Then came the night. And incidentally, his first day lasted about 33 and a half years. And then came the night. As you read in Matthew 27 verse 45, Matthew 27 verse 45, the day he was crucified, the sun refused to shine. There was darkness, even at noonday, to signify that, okay, one day ascended, here comes the night. And there was loneliness. His disciples abandoned him. Matthew 26, verse 56. Matthew 26, verse 56. His close friend denied him with a swear. Matthew 26, verse 69 to 74. Matthew 26, 69 to 74. He said, I swear, I don't know him. There was sorrow. Oh, the Bible says, Peter wept bitterly. Matthew 26, 75. Matthew 26, verse 75. It wasn't, it wasn't Peter alone that was weeping that day. There was sorrow all over the land. And then there was fear that led to a lockdown. In John chapter 20, verse 19. John 20, verse 19. The Bible says, in the house where his disciples were, all the doors were shut for the fear of the Jews. There was a lockdown and there was fear. But then came day number two. Thank God the night lasted only three days. And I want to prophesy to someone here today, if you are in a period of night, in the name that's above every other name, that night went today. Amen. Then came the number two in the text that I read to you this morning. In Matthew 28, from verse 1 to 7. 
Several things happened to Herod the new day. First, there was a great earthquake to signify to all his followers that all yokes are gone now. Because in Acts chapter 16, from verse 25 to 26, Acts 16, 25 to 26, when there was an earthquake like that, the Bible tells us everyone's yoke was loosed. And therefore I'm prophesying today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that on this resurrection morning, every yoke left in your lives will be destroyed in Jesus' name. And then an angel came down. There was an angelic visitation. And just one angel is enough to take care of 185,000 soldiers. According to 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 35. 2 Kings 19, verse 35. One soldier dealt with 185,000 soldiers of the enemy. That's good news for you. Because I'm sure no matter how many your enemies are, they are not up to 100,000. And an angel of the Lord will visit you today. Amen. And deal with all of them. Amen. The third thing that happened was that the angel rolled away the stone. The stone was rolled away. If you remember a similar situation in John chapter 11, from verse 39 to 45, John 11, 39 to 45, when Jesus Christ wanted to bring Lazarus out of the, out of the grave, the first thing he commanded was that the stone be rolled away. And so today, in that name that's above every other name, every stone blocking your way to destiny, shall be rolled away. Amen. And then the angel sat on the stone to say, anybody who dares, come and ask me to stand up so you can roll the stone back. He sat on the stone to say, this time round, permanent victory. Amen. From today onward, Every door that God will open to you will remain permanently open. Amen. And the Bible says, the keepers, those who are standing there to make sure that the stone will not be rolled away, became paralyzed by fear. The Bible said they were so frightened, they fell down as dead. Ah, that's good news for you. Because as from this resurrection money, when your enemies see you coming, it's either they run or they faint. Amen. As a matter of fact, if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, 
from verse 45 to 51, 1 Samuel 17, from verse 45 to 51, the Bible tells us that not only did Goliath die, not only did he die, his head was cut off to signify permanent victory, irreversible victory. And for all of you, my children, all of you children of the living God, from this morning onward, your victory will become irreversible. Amen. And then, the angel announced to all true seekers of God, to all those who came that early Easter Sunday morning, the good news. He told them, it's alive. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said, I am the Alpha, the Omega. The one who was dead and is now alive. And he said, behold, I'm alive forever. Oh, when I was in a lecturer in one of the universities, my colleagues, my seniors, highly intellectual people with tremendous uh, academic achievements, they, 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 they were divided into categories. Anytime I was talking to them about Jesus, some of them would say, God is dead. And some would say, no, he's not dead. Maybe it's true what you said, that he created the world, because uh, uh, from the little we can see from science, it requires a great intelligence. To put all this thing into position. But at the end of the day, he discovered that what he created was too big for him. So he might not be dead, but he has lost control. And some of them who want to be generous will say, Well, whether he's dead or not, I don't know. Whether he's lost control or not, I don't know. But one thing I know is that. He's in heaven minding his own business. I'm here on that minding my own business. <laughs> May I tell all of you, young and old, God is not dead. Yes, sir. How do you know? Huh. He spoke to me not too long ago. And I told you. He told me that this year the world will be like a child in convulsion. I didn't make that up. <laughs> there's, no, there's no mathematical textbook that you can read that from. I heard from him. I heard from him that he said the whole world will be on compulsory holiday. That's what that he said. When you, when you watch the news and you see great nations where people move around 24 hours a day. Cities that never go to sleep. 
completely deserted. Because somebody said, I want to show these people I'm in control. Uh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. My God is alive. Amen. He's in control. And whether you like it or not, at the name of Jesus, sooner or later, every knee will bow. Amen. It's a child, the good news is alive. And you know the joy of that for you, my children? According to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, Colossians 1, 27, because this Christ is living in you, you have hope of glory. You have a glorious tomorrow. Let me conclude by telling you this. When he rose from the dead, he is actually signifying the time for a new beginning has come. For you, a new beginning. Amen. A new beginning of miracles, Amen. of signs, Amen. of wonders. Amen. Oh, look at Acts chapter 3, from verse 1 to 8. Acts 3, from verse 1 to 8. You will see a fisherman making a lame man to walk. Please, beloved children. See yourself very, very soon making the lame to walk. Amen. Look at Acts chapter 16, from verse 16 to 18. Acts 16, from verse 16 to 18. And you see a child of God casting out demons. Please see yourself from this morning onward commanding demons to leave. And they will obey you. Amen. And if you read Acts chapter 19 from verse 11 to 12. Acts 19 from verse 11 to 12. You read of the almighty God saying that he performed special miracles by the hand of Paul. All those who are saying, shut your mouth. It is not Jesus in control. <laughs> Pray for them because very soon, in the name of Jesus Christ, that they are blaspheming now, they will be performing miracles. Amen. Just make sure that when they come, they don't leave you behind because they are coming. Amen. For you, my children, for you, true children of the living God. According to Psalm 30 verse 5, Psalm 30 verse 5, weeping may endure for a night, joy comes in the morning. From this resurrection Sunday morning on, in the name that's above every other name, it will be joy for you. Amen. Your morning of joy has come. Amen. In conclusion, 
The Bible may declare in John chapter 3, verse 18 to 21. John 3 from verse 18 to 21. That a sinner can prevent his mourning. That when God wants to say enough of the night, you have suffered enough, come out of sorrow, come out of sickness, come out of problems, a sinner can say, mind your business. John chapter 3, from verse 18 to 21. I said this is a condemnation that the light has come into the world. But men prefer darkness to light. Because they are, these are evil. Ah, but you don't have to be one of those who will stay in the night forever. Come into the day. Come, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And your own resurrection money will begin. You see, that's why the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. Everything can become new for you today. If you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And this can be one resurrection Sunday morning you will never forget. So I'm appealing to those of you who are yet to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Even right there in your home today. Just please bow your head and surrender to him. You have suffered enough. Come out of darkness. Come into life. Come into light. And you know the worst part of it is if you refuse, there is a place where there is no light at all. Forever. Another word for it is hell. If you reject the offer of the Lord Jesus Christ, that will be where you are heading. And please, I'm pleading with you today, come to Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to him. Come out of night. Come into the day. Bow your head and cry unto him. And say, Lord, have mercy on me. Save my soul. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. And the rest of us, let us pray for these people. Let's intercede for them for a minute or two. That the one who saved our souls will save their own souls also. Please call on the almighty Savior for all these people. That this resurrection morning might be their own new day. A day that could last forever. Oh, thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 My Father and my God, I want to thank you very, very much for your word. I want to thank you for this resurrection Sunday morning. I want to thank you for giving us a new beginning. I'm praying, Lord God Almighty, that the night will be permanently over in our lives. That our day, that will last until eternity, will begin afresh today in Jesus' name. Give every one of us a new beginning. 
a new beginning of joy, Amen. of success, Amen. of miracles, Amen. of signs, Amen. of wonders. Amen. And Lord God Almighty, make us agents of the good news. Amen. So that we'll tell the whole world, Jesus is alive. Amen. Thank you, my Father and my God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I want to encourage you, my beloved children, that even after I've left the altar in your home, since you can't go anywhere, spend time talking to God today, asking for a new beginning. A new beginning of everything that is good, everything that is glorious. A new beginning of anointing so you can serve him like never before. A new beginning of consecration, of rededication to him. A new beginning of divine promotion, of progress. A brand new beginning. A day that will never end. Spend time talking to him and he will grant all your requests. God bless you. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706-497-9797 or plus 234-810-383-0237 or plus 234-803-722-1550 or plus 234-805-504-1394 Also, you can send an email to altercall at ourcg.org. Thank you, and God bless you.